0: Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadal Boyd.
1: Welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast, along with Sedell Boyd. I am your host, Irving Henderson. Uh, Milton Bolton is currently sitting on Market Street down in Center City, Philadelphia, camped out holding his spot for the Mummers Parade. But uh, someone needs to let him know like there won't be one this year because of the pandemic. So he might want to just like gather up his stuff and go ahead back home. Uh, I don't know why he decided to do that, but he did. Uh, and it's cold as hell out there today, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is he thinking about, Milton? Yo, know, come on, buddy. Come on, man. Get get your life together, dude. Uh, well, this is our final uh episode of the year. Uh our obviously our next episode will take place in 2021. So, uh before I get into what I have to grit my teeth and get through, um, I want to say thank you to you guys. I know I, I say it a lot, but I want to say thank you to you guys for each listen, each stream. You know, anytime you guys decide to take the time out of your day to, you know, play our episodes, it's great. Uh The support has been amazing. We actually, uh, I think I told you the other day, we went from being under 200 uh, streams to being, you know, over 220 within two days. Yeah. So that lets me know, you know, people are starting to, you know, ride the wave and we'll have a lot more excellent content for you guys going into next year. Um. Now, with that said, uh, four weeks, four months, I have come on this show and I have completely blasted the New York Jets, their organization, their fan base, uh, it, and I, I said that they were going to go 0-16, but I promised that if we won a game, I would issue an apology. So, with that said, I would like to kick the show off by apologizing to the New York Jets organization, their fans, all twelve of them that are listening to us right now, and and ah, geez, I I, I really want to send a special shout out to the Los Angeles Rams for being the the victims. The victims of a team that had no business winning a game this season. None. They had no business winning a game. But no, the Los Angeles Rams, and I don't know if you remember this, sit down, we talked about it. I told you one of those, was like, non – NFC East teams that I kind of grew up despising were the Los Angeles Rams. It the Rams would do this to me. It figures it would be the Los Angeles Rams that would do me dirty and find a way to lose to this putrid, awful, whatever other adjective that means terrible you want to use for the Jets. It figures the Rams would do that to me. But, only fitting <laughs> but that being said apology has been issued and for now I'm gonna sit that over to the side I have a little bit more coming up uh, in our NFL uh, segment later on in the show um so kicking the the proper show off uh the NBA returned this week and uh Sadale, maybe we might want to Redo our predictions, man. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, listen, dang. I know we sat here and we talked about the Warriors struggling without Klay Thompson, but geez, these first two games were unbelievably brutal. I mean, now I'll, I'll give a little bit of, you know, a little bit of leeway because these were two tough matchups. I yeah, uh, can re- re- reasonably say that the Nets and the Bucks are somewhere in the mix among the top teams in the Eastern Conference, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, but I damn, you might need to. I think you might need to look more into them Nets, man. They looking good.
1: Nah, man. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overreact one way or the other. I'm not gonna overreact on the Warriors. I'm not gonna overreact on the Nets either. But come on, they the the they lost what one twenty five to ninety nine to the Nets on opening night, and then on Christmas they got obliterated by the Bucks. No one thirty eight to ninety nine. They were down by forty three points at one point. Like, oh boy, it's 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 gonna be a rough one uh, over there for the Warriors. Uh, Uh, We spoke off the air before we went on and we were talking about the Christmas games. And yeah, you were right. These 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 were some bad games, man. Usually the NBA has it set that these games are fairly competitive. Yeah. You know, because I think the way the way the NFL is as far as Thanksgiving, knowing that they're going to have all the eyes on them is the same way I think the NBA is with Christmas because Christmas is usually the one day where universally everyone has their eyes on the NBA. They pretty much have that day to themselves. And I mean, the Heat beat the Pelicans 111 to 98. Uh, You mentioned the Nets. They waxed the Celtics 123 to 95. Uh, the Lakers uh, down the Mavericks one thirty eight to one fifteen, and the Clippers got a small, real small measure of revenge on the Nuggets, uh, winning one twenty one to one oh eight. That's that's double digit wins for every team across the board, man. It was... They weren't even they, they, like it's not. They weren't even entertaining. Like it was just like. Yeah,
0: it's just straight beatdowns and I, I didn't watch the totality of any one game. No, me either.
1: Me either. I watched uh I watched the uh the Heat and Pelicans game early. And you know, that game was damn near out of control by halftime. Uh I sort of kind of, you know, like family was over, so we were like watching movies and stuff like that. So I sort of kind of kept like a little bit of an eye on the Nets uh, and Celtics game. Uh, Once I saw how bad the uh, Bucks and Warriors got, I was kind of glad that I tuned off basketball for a bit. (laughs) Uh, I caught the tail end of the Lakers game. I I watched uh, most of the first half of the Clippers and Nuggets before I finally just was done and fell asleep. I uh, woke up and saw the final score this morning. But again, yeah, four, or excuse me, one, two, three, five, five, five horrible uh, uh, games yesterday. Uh, hopefully that's not an indication of what kind of season it's going to be as far as competitive ball games. But again, uh we're just in the, the first first couple of games so uh yes. the sixers the, week, so. the sixers take on the Knicks uh later Saturday so I think I'll end up watching that entire game all the way through uh I did watch the sixers season opener against Washington uh, uh you know what I didn't have any notes on it but I, I don't know. I don't know what Sixers team I was watching, man. I don't I don't know whether or not the Sixers are are as good as that fourth quarter indicated or if they're that team between the end of the second quarter and start of the third quarter that couldn't buy a bucket. <laughs> you know, it was it was man, that was that was some of the roughest basketball I'd seen from them in a long time. I mean, it was just I mean, everything they shot up, whether a guy was open or not, the, the, they were missing layups. Like, it was just, oh, it was horrible. I mean, it was hard. Like, it was pathetic. <laughs> just but, a uh, little bit of a little opening day, rest. I don't Yeah, know. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case because Tobias Harris cannot shoot three for 13. And I know people are going to say, all right, well, Tobias Harris is a role player on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Tobias Harris is making star player money. Now I say superstar. Now he's making—he's damn near making superstar player money, but he's making star player money. You got to play better than that.
0: Yeah, we need twenty a game out of Tobias.
1: Yeah, and 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 oh man, and I wish people don't shut up on this Ben Simmons kick. And I'm not talking about the whole trade him thing. Like Ben did his thing in in that first game. He did, yeah. Yeah. he did. Now I'll tell you the one the one takeaway I had from the game. He missed it, and oh man, I was I was I thought he was gonna make it. He took a little mid range jumper, but he shot it. He shot it with confidence, man. He shot it with confidence. And and after the game, he you know stayed after the game and shot around some more. And I think he like had a conversation with Dwight Howard where he told him like he was gonna stay and shoot, and Dwight Howard basically said, "Okay, well, I'll stay out there with you." Yeah. And and those two were out after the game, and it was, you know, I, I I'm, I'm I know we're gonna have that that Harden Simmons trade conversation. I'm not ready to give up on Ben Simmons just yet uh, as a Sixers fan, and I think anybody who thinks that getting rid of Ben Simmons is going to suddenly solve the major issue that the sixers have you're dead wrong but uh well, what moving do you on major, hmm? you think it's the major issue Nah, listen man listen listen I, I'm telling you when we have that unfiltered like I will definitely get deeper into okay. that you're yeah, well, because we'll, because that's that's something that's going to require more than a three to five minute like thing. Like that's going to be like a whole, you know, twenty twenty five, maybe even a half an hour conversation just on that that particular topic alone. Okay, bet. <laughs> All right. Uh, the National Hockey League has announced its format for the upcoming twenty twenty one season. Uh, their season will begin on January the thirteenth. And the league will be broken down into four new divisions with all of the Canadian teams making up the North. And uh, with the current ban of contact sports in California, Santa Clara County, boy, try saying that three times fast. uh, The San Jose Sharks are currently without a home arena for the season. Uh, They are in the process of working out a deal to play in Glendale, Arizona, Uh, similar to the 49ers moving their uh, football home games uh, in Glendale as well. Uh, And finally, the college football playoff Final Four was announced, and it was totally predictable yet again. Uh, Alabama uh, holding the number one. Clemson, who beat Notre Dame for the ACC championship game. Boy, were we wrong. We said that game was going to be tight. Clemson kind of, uh, <laughs> they kind of beat the crap out of Notre Dame. Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State uh, number three, and Notre Dame uh, number four. Now, there's a lot of conversation about whether or not either Ohio State or Notre Dame belong in the in the playoff. Uh, The argument against Ohio State is they didn't play enough games, and the argument for Notre Dame is uh, how badly they lost to Clemson the second time around, given the fact that the first time around it was a close game and Clemson did not have Trevor Lawrence. So it became a thing of the gulf between Clemson and Notre Dame is a lot wider than people thought, right? So there, there was talk about whether or not Texas A&M should have slid up or whether Oklahoma should have slid up to the four line putting Notre Dame out of it. But I want to bring something else into the equation here. And this is going to be a bit of a rant, but not, not, not as deep of a rant as like, I could get into if we went into this conversation on unfiltered. Uh, you have Cincinnati of the American Conference, who are undefeated.
0: undefeated, yep.
1: And they are number eight. They're number eight. They're not even in the top six, because usually when you talk about the top six, uh, five and six usually are getting some sort of serious consideration to have slid into the top four, should anything have happened. Now, this is my thing. This is what the college football playoff was supposed to avoid because we heard so much about the BCS era and how it was so heavily slanted to the major conferences and usually that meant the SEC. That meant SEC teams were always getting pushed forward to be in the national championship. Now, truth be told, the SEC was hands down the best conference in college football in this era, and they, they still kind of are. They still kind of are the, the best division uh, among the conferences in college football. But this is ridiculous when you have a team who is in that group of five that can't even get a look. They can't even get a sniff of the college football playoff. We went through this a few years ago with uh, UCF when UCF was beating everybody in their path. And the scary thing is what happens is these upper level schools won't schedule those types of teams because they're too dangerous. Yeah. They're too dangerous. Nobody, like, like when, when you see a team like that and they're starting to win and they're starting to put it together, you don't want to play that team if you're a big-time school. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're Ohio State, if you're Oklahoma, if you're LSU when LSU was LSU, you know, if you're Florida, you know, you don't want to play those types of teams because they can ruin your season. And these teams, they don't get in. They don't get in. And it's time that, you know, and, and the guy who ran it, listen, you know, I'm not going to use the stronger curse words that I want to use right now, but <laughs> it's it's bullshit. And you know it is. You know it is. Don't, don't get on TV telling us, well, they didn't pass the eye test. They're undefeated. They beat every team that they were scheduled to play. You have teams with two losses above a team that hasn't lost at all. Now, I'm not going to make the argument for Coastal Carolina. I'm not going to make the argument for them, although they are also undefeated. Like, this is an anomaly-type year for a team like Coastal Carolina. But Cincinnati has been one of the better teams in the American Conference over the last few years. Those teams are not getting in. Like, let's stop fooling ourselves. These group of five colleges are not getting in. It's like, it's almost like uh, an exclusive nightclub, right? That has the the velvet rope outside. And those group of five colleges are in the line to try and get in. And the moment they get to the door, the bouncer's like, nope, you ain't got the right shoes on. No, nope, <laughs> right. no, nope, I don't like that tie you got on. No, nope, I don't like your sport coat. Like like what what do they have to do? What do they have to do to get in? Like do they have to hope that three or two of the, two of the major conferences have such bad down years that they can sneak in? What, what what has to happen here?
0: I think that uh you know all right like in Cincinnati's case with them going undefeated Mm-hmm. If they return most of their major players, then let's say they win their bowl game, mm-hmm. cause I think that they should have like a, a way where you've built up clout over time, right? You get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if your organization is building like that, and you have a year where you go undefeated, and you win your bowl game, and you go in the next year bringing back most of those same players, not only should you of course, be right high, but you should automatically get to have a game against one of those major conference teams.
1: Yeah. You you know what? I wish, you know, I wish that that was the solution. I, I really do. I wish that that was the solution because, you know, outside of this year, Notre Dame is an independent. Now I know they played, they played an ACC schedule, but that was more out of Necessity than anything else, and I know yeah. Notre Dame has a light affiliation with the ACC. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Notre Dame's basketball team they're t- is they're tied a- in basketball. Yeah, they're tied in as far as basketball, but Notre Dame football is its own entity. I'll tell you right yeah. now, Notre Dame will be in the conversation if they're good. If they're good, if they're good, they're automatically. In the conversation for a playoff spot. Now, now, so so you're already taking one spot away, right? You're taking one spot away already, right? Just off of that spot that gets reserved for Notre Dame, right? Yeah, that's you know the you know the SEC is gonna get a spot, right? The SEC is getting in, so that's two, right? Mm -hmm. Now the question is, now the question is, okay. Uh, how good is the Big Ten this year? Because if the Big Ten is having a good year, the Big Ten gets that third spot, right? right. But if the Big Ten is having a down year, right, let's see what the yeah. ACC got going on, right? right? And if the ACC is having a good year, then the ACC gets that spot, right? Yeah. So now the Big Ten and the ACC are pretty good, right? So their spots three and four, right? But if one of those should falter, right, you have the Big 12 waiting in the wings, right? <laughs> right? Right. Now, let's say just for the sake of supposition, two of those three between the Big 10, the ACC, and the Big 12 fall off, right? You have the Pac-12 waiting to fill that spot now. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So, so it's, 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 it's damn near impossible, even an undefeated, group of 5 conference team is not going to get that consideration and the biggest argument was a few years ago with UCF and UCF got completely locked out but i'll say this i think the only solution at this point right now is for the group of 5 to get together and make their own playoff system that's it make your own playoff system cuz if they're going to if they're going to lock you out right and you're not going to be allowed to go to the big boy party then yeah. create your own create your own setup you know they want to invite they want to invite one of those group of five teams to a new year's day bowl. you know it's like it's like they're eating the whole chicken and throwing the group of five a wing <laughs> right you know? No.
0: Don't
1: know no no no
0: no that's kind of like that's kind of like making an NIT uh, for football, though. Like,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but see, it, it, it kind of is. In, in a small way, it kind of is. And I know that the group of five teams, you know, when you're talking about, I guess, the revenue behind it, like it's more lucrative for them to accept a New Year's Day bowl mm-hmm. than it is to, to say, all right, well, we're going to stay tied into our lower-level bowl games that we have. But at the same time, if you're capped off at this point right here, right? If this is if this is the highest you can get no matter how good you are, at some point you gotta consider doing something else. You gotta do something. Like something yeah, has to worth, be done.
0: It's worth consideration. It's a it's an interesting take right there.
1: But yeah, I don't I don't know, you know, I don't know what the the solution is going to be going forward, but I do think that it's time—it's time that that you know everybody behind the college football playoff be like. It's time for them to be honest and say, "Listen, it doesn't matter how good you are. teams teams—they're not going to do that. Listen, they're not going to do that. They didn't want to expand it to four. Like there was a fight to get them to set to, to set up a, 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 a playoff situation with four teams now." You're right. The only fair solution in this case is to make it eight. That's yeah. the only fair solution. Now that's, now, that's the fairest way. now you could here's the thing. You could cap it at six and make it make sense. Because you could have the one and two seeds get buys. We, right? Yeah. And then yeah two plays six and three plays uh, five. Right. Or excuse me, three plays six and four plays five. Four, four plays five. Right. Yeah. You, you could do it that way. But here's the other problem with that. Now you're going to have to make it that one of those group of five teams has to get one of those two spots. They have to. Like you can't sit up here and say, okay, well – we're going to cap Cincinnati at number at number seven so that they get the feeling like they almost had it, but they didn't really have it. Nah, you got to – like, something has to be done. I, I, I wish I could tell you I have confidence in the NCAA to figure that out. I don't. So no. we're just going to be stuck here with another year with a good team, you know, being given, you know – a, a consolation Give prize in the shaft. Yeah. yeah. and you get the consolation prize. Like, sorry you didn't get invited to the tournament, but uh here's a here's a New Year's Day bowl game. Have
0: fun. <laughs> All right, I think we'll be I think we'll be like in the year 2030 and they'll finally, you know, expand this thing or something. I don't know. Who knows? You now these things take these things take time and a lot of people complaining. Yep.
1: <laughs> All right, well, listen, uh, a couple weeks ago we did our worst of list. I guess it's only right that we end the year with our best of list. So we'll have our best of 2020 coming up for you in the next segment. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. And, you know, as promised, we are going to get into our best of 2020 countdown. Now, uh, you know, it's it's understandable, you know, that we have been having what has clearly been one of the uh, worst years we've ever seen, not just in terms of, You know, from a social standpoint, but even even to another standpoint, as far as sports are concerned, you know, it's just been one of those tough to get through kind of years. But but there were some shining moments. Uh, Now, when we talked off the air, Sedell, you said you only had four. Yeah, it was was tough trying to put this together, man. (laughs) <laughs> okay so so what we'll do is uh I'll let you go ahead and give yours, and then i will i will give my top five from the year right
0: so as we uh <laughs> as we uh kind of ran into this thing uh the jets my fifth one is the jets winning their first game and avoiding going over sixteen <sighs> and, forcing, oh, and forcing you. <laughs> to have to apologize <laughs> to their fan base and organization. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> what, 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 is, what is that, man? What is that? What is that? How, how does that make this list, man? I'm
0: scraping, man. I'm scraping, man. It's like, oh, God, man, and, oh and that's just, man. that's just hilarious because remember how you went on this these, these rants and you're just downing them, man. Like, you <laughs> – they need they needed a good takeaway, man. New, New York Yo, you know, this, New York has this, suffered this enough. Bad. They finally get a win even though they they win by they they lose it. They going to lose the war by
1: winning the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I cannot believe you put this in your top 5, man hey listen man like, i can't i can't believe like listen man is this is this now nah, is this a duke thing man is this oh, no, is this man. really is oh, this yeah. is this a, is this a jets thing wrapped inside a duke thing because you know how i feel about duke is that what this is man no nah, man nah, i will just i'll is. take it though i'll take it <laughs> you <not> know, <laughs> i cannot
0: believe it. all right <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead go ahead my number four man All right, so my number four, man, is actually not uh, sports-related. Okay. But we did get, like, a a competition this year Mm -hmm. that that entertained us, and uh, it was the the musical versus battles. Ah, yeah. So that kind of, you know, that kind of held us down in those months where, you know, we missed out on the end of basketball season before that came back. And, you know, right. baseball and all the other sports were were uh, postponed for a minute. But we did get mm-hmm. competitive vows out of music where, where, right. you, where the artists went online and, you know, they played, they, they list And we didn't have sports competition, but we, we got something, some kind of competition to, you know, kind of hold us over until sports came now, back.
1: Now, wait a minute. Am I right? Didn't uh, Patty LaBelle yeah. and Gladys Knight kick this whole thing off? It was either. Weren't they the two that started it? Weren't they the first two to have one? Was it Patty and, and Gladys? I think so. Or Yeah, I think it was, think it was man.
0: No, it was Patty. It was-, it was Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I just remember. I just remember people saying, you know, they didn't want to pick because it was almost like, like uh, at Thanksgiving, your aunt's <laughs> Both making uh, uh sweet potato pies, right? And then you have to pick which one was the best, like and you know no matter what you say it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I thought that was awesome, man. Uh oh, uh now to, to that, right? Uh hmm. since since we're talking about music now, I want to say I did decide that my favorite album from the year was King's Disease by Nas. If you haven't heard that yet, uh, check that out. Definitely check that out. But there was was one thing in in the midst of the whole versus thing, and it's what happened before then. And it was when we were in, like, the early stages of everything that was going on. Right. I want to send a special shout-out to D-Nice, right? Mm -hmm. Because D-Nice started these, you know – quarantine parties. Oh yeah. Like going live on Instagram and so many celebrities would pop in and leave messages and it was almost like, you know, you you weren't there with that person, but it was it was great to know that you were you were jamming to the same music that a lot of these major mega stars were listening to and jamming to at the same exact time yeah you know i i oh man that was that was that was great so i think yeah between that and the verses and you know what that that would have been in my list if i didn't have what's on my list uh and and i'll get to that but go ahead okay
0: um so number three i probably should have had that versus thing higher but number three mm-hmm. was um It was a moment. It was that uh, Buffalo Bills versus uh, the Arizona Cardinals game where, yeah, where uh, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins usurps the uh, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs game winner. (laughs) Right. So that was an epic battle. And, you know, I, I feel like that was one of the best games this year.
1: That might be the game of the year right now. I think between that and the uh the Monday night game the, the Monday between night the Ravens game, yeah. and the Browns I know that's I it. think I think those are kind of neck and neck for game of the year.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like I I I, I almost couldn't decide between <clears throat> those two games. But
1: uh mm-hmm. I wanted to get a football
0: game in there. Um,
1: well Hopkins is definitely going to have the moment of the year. I think that's the best moment to happen this year. I think it'll be a toss-up of whether or not it was the game of the year. Right.
0: Right. You know, well, it's, it's still some time left to try to beat that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um my number two was Dame Lillard's performance in the bubble, being the bubble MVP. Right. And basically scratching and clawing and carrying the Blazers up from like 10th place. And Mm -hmm. into the into the playoffs. And Mm -hmm. it took everything he had. And I think he averaged around like 36, 37 points a game and nine assists. Right. And and by the time the playoffs had started, he was pretty much gassed because he had given every single ounce of energy. Yeah. He he could just to get him in. Mm hmm. And uh, so my number one. Is uh I don't know if you remember this when we uh I, this is around the time when we first started. But uh mm-hmm. the, the US Open. If you remember the US Open on the women's side, uh right. my number one thing is uh Naomi Osaku winning the women's portion of the US Open. Okay. And uh the thing that's so important about this is uh it's almost it it played out almost like uh like a movie, you know what I mean? Cause she's, she's a young buck on the scene. She's uh 23 years old and she, uh, at some point in the tournament, she suffered a a ham injury, a hamstring injury. So she, she's, she's going through these matches hurt and having to overcome and defeat all these veteran players and it Mm -hmm. culminated defeat in, um, Victoria. uh, I hope I get her last name, right. Uh, Azarenka. Yep. Uh, uh, and uh, Azarenka, she had in the semifinals beaten out Serena Serena Williams. So, right. You kind of, she, she came in with the momentum as being like the overwhelming favorite, especially with uh, Naomi being hurt. And right. Naomi had tried, she tried to actually back out at the last minute, but Victoria mm-hmm. insisted that they, they actually play the match. To decide mm-hmm. victory and not uh not her win by default. And uh Victoria came out strong and like completely obliterated <clears her throat> in the first set. But Naomi mm-hmm. uh in the second and third sets is come from behind victory. Uh and she took that thing, to like
1: <laughs> it's like it showed a lot of heart to do that. But another right. well, is, you know what? Now see, here's the thing. I think that. I don't know if it was – I don't want to say that it was Azarenka trying to be, you know, uh, Stuart, I'm looking for her, like like devious and say, no, we're going to play regardless of whether or not you're hurt. No, no, It it wasn't
0: wasn't anything like that.
1: Yeah, or whether it was her saying, like, I want to earn it. I want to earn it. So hurt or not, I still want to win it on. The tennis court, not because you forfeit it. I don't want to win by forfeit.
0: Oh no, no, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. For for, for, for the people, for the people out there, <laughs> make no mistake. She wasn't just trying to. It wasn't like she was trying to bully her. <laughs> it right. wasn't like you picked, right. picking on the weak link. That right. it, it wasn't a move to show off. She really wanted to earn it. Like she earned her victory. Mm-hmm. She had she had fallen short in a lot of these tournaments, and she had finally. Right. Uh, she beat Serena, which was a, a, a mm-hmm. nemesis for her—a long-time nemesis for her, in particular. Right. So she she felt like I mean, after beating Serena, she had to actually play the championship game. She had to go through with it, and she didn't. She right. wouldn't have felt right had it just been given to her and not actually yep. earned it. But uh, mm-hmm. another, another just another little thing of that um, Naomi, uh, she's also a big-time advocate. Uh, against racial injustice, right, and I think that's a very important thing to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. She 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 has uh, participated in a lot of uh, the the peaceful protests, uh, mm-hmm. rallies, uh, donating money to the mm-hmm. causes, um, right. And she even uh, there was tournaments where she sat out in in protest mm-hmm. of the racial injustice, um, right. Uh, one of her ideals is, she says she's a, a black woman first before she's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I found I put her at number one just for that. Not only winning, but her stance against the racial
1: injustice. Okay. All right. Well, uh, here here's uh here's my top five best of 2020 and. Uh, I actually condensed my number two and number three into one specific thing. Mm -hmm. So it left room for me to add something new. And I slid it into the number five spot. And my number five best of 2020 is the rise of the Bills, Browns, and Dolphins this year. (laughs) Now, I actually went and tried to look up When was the last time the Bills, Browns, and Dolphins all all qualified for the playoffs in the same year, right? Oh, man. And I couldn't find one. You couldn't? I could not find one. I found years where the Bills and Browns made the playoffs. I found one, uh, I found a few where the Browns and Dolphins made the playoffs. Right. I found some where the Dolphins and Bills, mm-hmm. despite being in the same division, made the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But not one where all three made the playoffs at the same time. Now, a uh, mm-hmm. bit of a difference this year because we have the addition of the extra wild card spot. But at the same time, at right now, right now, Uh, The Bills are in. They won the AFC East. Yeah, they Uh, finally snatching. Finally, someone snatches the title out of the hands of the Patriots. And the Patriots also were eliminated from playoff contention. While we're while we're bringing that up, so the Bills are gonna host a playoff game this year, and it's like. I feel two ways about that. One, I'm I'm happy to see the Bills in the playoffs, happy to see them host a playoff game, but there won't be any fans. There won't be any fans in the stadium, and that's the part that's like, this is the year it happens. Of course, of course, of course it happens when they can't have any of their fans in. Um, Right now, uh, the Browns are solidly in the mix for a wild card spot. But they thanks to, to the be. Steelers, thanks to the Steelers falling apart these last three weeks, the Browns are one game out of the AFC North. And they play the Steelers to end the season.
0: There we go. That could
1: actually be for the They division. could mess around and win a division title. And as far as the Dolphins go, um, uh, they, they uh, put Tua Tagovailoa in as the starting quarterback when they were in the middle of actually having a pretty good season where it looked like things were going well, and people thought, well, this is the Dolphins, you know, switching gears and going in the opposite direction to maybe, you know, fall back a little bit in the division and get a higher draft pick. Yeah. But – The Dolphins have kept winning, and as it stands right now, they are holding that final wild card spot in the AFC. So we'll see what happens over the last two weeks and whether or not uh, we finally see an NFL playoff with the Bills, Browns, and Dolphins all in. Uh, My number four uh, best thing from 2020, uh, you're listening to it. It's us it's the formation of the podcast now listen Dang. I've always I've wanted to do something like this since I was 12 you know talking about sports you know has it's it's always been a, a big passion of mine like I love discussing sports the good the bad the the, the ugly you know when 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 my teams stink when my teams are winning you know I love being able to do that and, uh, same here, brother. I actually, I actually had started something, uh, back in early 2018. And I did it off and on. You know, I, I, I did it consistently during the Eagles playoff front. So all the way up to when they won the Super Bowl and then a couple of times after that. Right. Right. But, uh, my computer ended up crashing. Oh, right. So when my computer crashed, that was that was that. And then you know we get a new computer, and the next thing that happens is uh, the program that I was using crashed. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's like it's like it's almost like something every time was like nope 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 can't not do yet. it not yet not yet. So you know I I want to give. Uh, you know, I want to give props to you and Milton for bringing this idea to the forefront. And here we are, you know, 11 episodes in and getting ready to go into another year uh, with new shows, new topics. So I, I'm, I'm anxiously looking forward to uh, what the next few, you know, weeks, months have uh as far as our show is concerned there was no way i was going to not put us on this list you know what i'm saying yeah. and and then and and then even with that you know the one thing i can say about what this pandemic has done especially to fellas you know what i mean yeah uh we don't have the ability to go sit at the bar and have a drink or two and you know shoot shit exactly you know, and watch the game. So it's like we have to, you know, we have to do these things in new ways. So this has sort of become, you know, our way of, you know, sitting at the bar, watching the game and discussing it. So, yeah, yeah, we definitely had to make this list. Uh, My number three is The Last Dance. Oh, yeah. What? Yo, man. Hands down hands down, the greatest sports documentary series I've ever seen. And for the sake of doing our show, I watched it a second time around. Right. And I started noticing things the second time around that I didn't notice the first time. And I'll say this, um, if you haven't seen it, I want to know why you haven't seen it yet. I really want to know because you might be, you might this be was. No, <laughs> <laughs> man, listen. This was this was the television moment of the pandemic. You know, because this wasn't supposed to air when it did. Yeah. You know, it wasn't supposed to air. like. They said, you know what? Everything is done. Let's put it on. And um. ESPN showed the 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 unedited version, so you got all of the, you know, all of the swearing and and, and everything else, and not that there was a lot of it, it wasn't. But truth be told, uh, to me, the last dance was, I think it was more of a retrospective of uh, Michael Jordan's career that was tied into the Bulls last season, but. What they did was they branched it off. So they talked about Phil Jackson, they talked about Dennis Rodman, they talked about Scottie Pippen, uh, they talked about a lot of the guys that were on the bench, and it was it was interesting to see, you know, the interactions that Jordan had with his teammates, especially with Scott Burrell. <laughs> so here's my thing: if you haven't seen it. Add it to your list of things you need to check out. The Last Dance was, uh, again, greatest sports documentary series ever. Yeah. Uh, so that leads me to my number two. And you sort of kind of hit on a portion of it. But I'm going all in here and saying the bubble playoffs – in not just the NBA, but also in the NHL and Major League Baseball. No, okay. I think the bubble, not now, not the seasons. I'm not, I'm not going to discuss, you know, obviously uh, baseball had to complete their season. The NBA and the NHLs, their seasons were like in that stretch drive yes. for the playoffs. Yes. So their formats were a little bit different. Um. Uh, like I said, the NHL and NBA resumed their seasons and both of them had like a little bit of a playoff, a play in system uh, to determine uh, the playoff brackets. Uh, The NHL invited 12 teams from each conference uh, to their bubbles in Toronto, where the Eastern conference was and in Edmonton, where the Western conference was held at. Now, the reason for this is because, uh, as it stands even right now, Canada has a travel ban to the United States and vice versa. So Canadians can't come down here. We can't go up there. And that is why, as I mentioned in the earlier segment, uh, the NHL has taken each Canadian team and formed one division just with them because their movement is restricted from coming to the United States. But, uh, <clears throat> the top four teams in each conference played a round Robin to determine the one through four seeding, and the other eight teams played a best of five series to determine who advanced to the first round. Uh, surprisingly the 12th seed in each conference won <laughs> their series to get into the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, one of, one of the uh, key stories that came out, uh, Flyers goalie Carter Hart was spectacular, not just in the round-robin tournament, but even throughout the Flyers' playoff run. Uh, but their run would end in a seven-game series in the second round to the New York Islanders. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning kicked off their first-round series with a five-overtime game, right? Uh, that was won by Tampa Bay, and the Lightning would go on to win the Stanley Cup championship, uh, beating the Western Conference champion, Dallas Stars. Now, in Orlando, the NBA invited 22 teams to their bubble. Right. Uh, there were nine teams from the East and 13 teams from the West. Now, the reason why it was slanted that way is – there were really only two teams battling for that night, uh, that eighth spot in the East. Yeah. But the West, the West had a bunch of teams in the mix for that that final spot. And like you said, uh, the Trailblazers just came out of nowhere. Right? They came out of nowhere and stormed all the way up to force a play-in game. Uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies, that the Blazers would go on to win. Um, and as you said, uh, it didn't last very long. They lost to the Lakers uh, in five games in the uh, first round. Uh, the Bucks flamed out again. <laughs> this time they lost to the Heat in five games in the second round. Uh, and and we you spoke on it in your worst of list, the Clippers – blew a three to one series lead against the Nuggets in the second round. And, you know, it went from the conversation being about the Clippers finally making it to the NBA finals to a possible Celtics Lakers matchup in the finals. Yeah. You know, Lakers kept up there into the bargain. They took the Nuggets out in five, but the Miami heat would uh, defeat the Celtics in six games and the Lakers, uh, Won their seventeenth NBA championship, and it was it was kind of a foregone conclusion, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty so, pretty easy. So uh, keep that in mind for a second as we get into uh, the Major League Baseball portion. Now uh, they expanded their playoff format so that there were uh, eight teams from each league that got in. So, there are three divisions in baseball. The top two teams from each division got in. And then the next two teams who had the best record, regardless of whatever division they were in, also got in. Now, the baseball playoffs didn't really start to get exciting until both league championship series. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays had a three games to none lead on the Houston Astros in the ALCS. <laughs> Now, the Astros would find a way to force a seventh game, and they became the second team in MLB history to do that. Uh, but unlike the 2004 Red Sox, the Astros lost game seven, four to 4-2, and the Tampa Bay Rays advanced to their second-ever World Series. Now, on the other side, <laughs> well, listen, listen, <laughs> didn't didn't work out for him this time around, and I mean, listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, it was kind of like you know you were looking around like, oh man, these dudes about to be validated, they bought the they about to win a championship, and all that cheating you know stuff is about to fall by the wayside, which given the way 2020 has been, it would have been. You know, fitting that they came all the way back from a three games to none deficit to win the American League Championship, but it didn't happen.
0: Even though you would have had to kind of think, like, wait a minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How come all of a sudden? (laughs) Yeah, man, listen. I'd have been in here, you know. I'd have been in here apologizing. I'd have been apologizing to Astros fans, too, because. You know, I had I got a lot to say about the Astros, and I kind of went in oh, yeah, in our our worst
0: of. Yeah, up. you definitely did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but listen, and on the other side, in the NLCS, the Atlanta Braves had a three games to one lead in the series uh, after destroying the Dodgers ten to two in Game Four. Uh, the Dodgers would win Games Five and Six, force to seventh game. And the Braves had a 3-2 lead in the fourth inning, right? Yeah. But a major base running mistake with nobody out uh, led to a 5-2, 5-6 double play. Now, if you don't understand those numbers, that means the third baseman got the ball and threw it to the catcher, right? (laughs) The catcher got the ball and threw it to the third baseman. The third baseman got the ball and threw it to the shortstop. All right, in case you don't understand what those numbers mean as far as baseball is concerned, and the Braves don't score another run, All right? The Dodgers won game seven by a final of four to three, and of course, the Dodgers would go on to um, beat the Rays in the World Series in six games. Now, uh, we spoke about this when it happened <clears throat> in game six, uh, the Rays were leading one to nothing and their manager Kevin Cash replaced their starting pitcher Blake Snell with one out in the 6th inning. Now, like I said, Snell had not allowed any runs at this point and he had only thrown 73 pitches and he had struck out 9. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> he brings in reliever Nick Anderson and of course leave it to someone named Nick Anderson, Anderson to and choke and ch- a championship, yeah. right? <laughs> You're bringing back memories, man. <laughs> Anderson would give up the tying and eventual uh, series winning runs and L.A. uh, clinched uh, the the World Series. Now, Hmm. Tampa Bay also had a chance to win two championships in the bubble. But it would be LA that would get two of the three championships. <laughs> I thought that that was I thought that was a little interesting, you know, tidbit to this whole thing yeah. that Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the Lakers uh, won the NBA Finals, and then the World Series came down to okay. Tampa Bay versus LA. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So my number one. And I don't think that uh, I don't think that this was close for me. Okay. My number one is the Super Bowl run of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I could go in, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna break it down by each game. Right.
0: Uh, before you even get into that, it's like damn. Go ahead. It's like now I'm like, damn! I should have thought of that, but it seemed like that was so long ago. It didn't even seem like it happened <laughs> in 2020.
1: No, you're, type of year, you're right. Bro.
0: That's the type of years. been. you're like, right. Damn.
1: All right, you're right, go in, go in, bro. No, 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 no. You're right. We talked about that with the Fury and Wilder fight. Yeah. Like it feels like it was, like it feel like it happened last year. Now, granted, here's the thing. It it's attached to the 2019 season. Yeah. But these games all they happened in 2020. 2020. That's right. right. So, uh, in the divisional playoff game against the Houston Texans, yeah. the Chiefs found themselves down 24 to nothing in the second quarter, right? Yep. They managed to score 28 points in 10 minutes and 10 seconds of the second quarter, right? Yep. To take a 28 to 24 lead in the halftime. It was the first time. In the NFL, that a team was down by 20 or more points in the first half, came back to lead going in the halftime. <laughs> right? The Chiefs would outscore the Texans 51 to 7 from the time the score was 24 nothing Houston, winning by a final. <laughs> winning by a final of 51 to 31, right? The Chiefs scored. On seven straight possessions. They scored seven straight touchdowns yeah. on seven straight possessions. That was an NFL playoff record. Now, the other thing to this, they were down by 20 and they won by 20. They were down by 24. They won by 20. Yeah.
0: Hell
1: yeah. All right. so 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 you get to the AFC championship game against the Tennessee Titans. And I think that, hold on a second. I think that this was a game that uh, given the fact that the Titans had uh, or have, I should say, uh, one of the best running backs in the league, yeah. the thought process was, well, the Titans will just ride Henry once they get the lead and that'll be that. That'll be that. Well, the Chiefs found themselves down 10 nothing in the first quarter. Uh, they then found themselves down 17-7 to in the second quarter. But once again, they found a way to come back, and they led 21-17 to at halftime. And it was the second straight double-digit uh, deficit that they had in the first half that turned into a halftime lead. Uh, game was getting kind of tight, but in the fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes hit Sammy Watkins with a 60-yard touchdown pass uh, the Chiefs would take a 35-17 lead, and of course, they would go on to win the game and advance to the Super Bowl. It became the Chiefs' first Super Bowl appearance since the 1969 season, mm-hmm. right? When they played in Super Bowl four. Uh, that was against the Vikings, right? Which, <clears throat> Right. Which means this was the Chiefs' first AFC championship. The Chiefs were the last AFL champion. Well, yeah. <laughs> that la- that Super Bowl against the Vikings was before the NFL merger and the two leagues became one. Right. So you get the Super Bowl 54 against San Francisco. And the score was tied 10 to 10 at halftime. And of course, the 49ers took a 20 to 10 lead in the third quarter. So this is now three straight games where they are down by double digits. The Chiefs would score 21 straight points in the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. And this became their third straight win after trailing by 10 or more points in the postseason. That had never happened before this year. But there's one other thing to this that I found that really. Is gonna stick the knife in for San Francisco fans and even to a certain extent, Falcons fans. <laughs> you know who the head coach of the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan yeah. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. The, the year that they lost in Super Bowl 51. Right. So Kyle Shanahan in the first and third quarter. Of his two Super Bowl first through third quarter of the Super Bowls that he was involved in had a forty eight to nineteen lead, mm. right in the first three quarters of those two Super Bowls. Yeah. When you take into account the fourth quarter and the overtime period that they played against the Patriots, yeah. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> is trailing in the fourth quarter and overtime, 46 to nothing. Wow. Wow. Outscored 46 to nothing in the fourth quarter and overtime. And even if I took the overtime period against the Patriots out, it would still be 40 to nothing just in the fourth quarter alone. And the worst part is 21 of those points came with less than 10 minutes to go in the game against the Chiefs. Dang. (laughs) So, yeah, I I thought that that was I thought that was the best thing to happen over the year. I really, you know. It's
0: a hell of a stat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I listen when I saw that, I knew I had to put that in. I had to put that in. Because yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's unheard of. outrageous.
0: It's unheard of.
1: I don't care. Listen, I don't care what two games you're talking about. If you're being outscored in two games, 46 to nothing in the fourth quarter and, and overtime, yeah. you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You couldn't get a field goal. You're, you're definitely doing something wrong. Nope. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And, and you know, I think for me. And, the, and then the worst part of If it, I'm I was remembering
0: gonna, it right. <clears throat> I was going to say the worst part of it is, is that it, it, they started off so strongly, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first halves of both, yep. the, the first, well, three quarters of those games <clears throat> made lots yep. of points. And then the sun just fall yep. totally flat.
1: Mm hmm. And and I think like now for me, the one image uh before we move on to our final segment, the one image from that Super Bowl that stands out, I think the the Forty Nineers had either gotten I think it was a turnover. Yeah. I I I'm I'm certain that it was a turnover. I'm certain that it was after a Patrick Mahomes interception. Yeah they like ran to the camera yeah. and they were posing yeah. and it was you know they were practically they like were the, the Lombardi trophy is in your hands yeah. you have it yeah, they thought, they and thought. they messed around and lost and <laughs> you look look they deserve to lose so you know props to the chiefs uh for uh winning super bowl uh, 54 and also, props to Andy Reid uh, as well. Uh, here's a guy who uh, I'm, he wasn't run out of town. So I, I want people to stop saying that. No, no. Andy Reid was not run out of Philadelphia. Andy Reid's time as head it's, coach of the Eagles was It was time. It was time for him to go. Was, he uh, needed. He needed to go somewhere else. The team needed a new head coach. Now, here's the thing: obviously, there was that three-year. <laughs> a Chip Kelly experiment that did not work, right. but for Doug Peterson to come in here and within two years take over and get that team to a Super Bowl, and then a couple of years later to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl for himself, you know, I, I was, I was, I was, I was happy for Andy Reid. I was happy for him. I was happy for Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs uh, and their fans. There's actually a bar in Philadelphia. That is run by Chiefs fans. I don't know. It's in South Philly. But if you ever get a chance to go down there, those guys, they are. They're pretty. They're pretty good guys. Oh, so. Uh, how did that happen? But that's that's <laughs> it. huh? Yeah. You know what? Off the air. If I find if I when I find out specifically where it is, I'll give you the information.
0: That almost that sounds like, uh, you know, the Packers have something like that, too, man.
1: Yeah, we gotta get these yeah. dudes up out our city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, nah, listen, I'm no, not gonna no, mess, no, they, listen, I'm not gonna mess with the Chiefs fans. They, but them, the whoever with that, them Packers people that got uh. uh the, you know, let rent, me find out. Let me find out if Milton got something to do with. Don't
0: that. They rent, uh Is it Milk Boy? I don't want to. I don't want to put them out there like that, but I, it might be that. Something like that. I know it's. I don't. There. I have. I have. I have no idea. I know it's down in Center City though. Yeah,
1: well, we gotta I'm, we gotta find invest, where I'm they are. Investigate that. Yeah. Listen, man, because when we when we finally open back up, we got to go out there and tell them they got to go, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord All right, so Milton listen, we'll be Packers back. find a way to win. It's oh, no, no. Milton <laughs> will be insufferable, man. Yeah. Nah. Nah, I want them to lose just so he can shut you up. You know how many Packers fans <laughs> there, man? I know, man? I know a couple, too, but ain't none of them worse than Milton, man. None of no, them. Trust me. And I'm gonna be more insufferable than Milton, man. I'm. I'm. Uh, we gonna see stuff in the inbox. We are gonna see stuff in the fantasy football group. Oh, by the way, congratulations, bro. Listen, man. Hey, look, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, man. uh this, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers screwed me, man. They surely did. They screwed me over, man. <laughs> they surely did. I <laughs> listen, appreciate listen, that, man. I, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster dancing on logos, getting his body rocked, fumbling the football. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's all right. At least I qualify for the playoffs, man. <laughs> all right, look, we'll be right back with our NFL notes and our uh, our final segment as well with the picks. Uh, once again, you are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the final segment here on the Threes on Fire podcast. Um, just quick note, uh, any Packers fans listening, I have no problem with you. I don't. I have a problem with Milton, our co-host. <laughs> okay. I want to make that clear. I don't have issues with the Packers. I, I don't. Zero. I have zero issues with the Green Bay Packers. And the reason why I have zero issues with the Green Bay Packers is because eh, they never really – they, you know popped up on my on my radar they didn't <laughs> i didn't I didn't really you know I the didn't think it you know it's Packers.
0: funny like because uh, I know a lot of i know a lot of uh Packers fans myself and mm. they could be they could sometimes be as insufferable as, as Dallas fans <sighs> but the thing is at least though I can enjoy the Packers though despite all mm-hmm. of that because I just enjoy right. their quarterbacks like I've lived in the era of Brett Favre and Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and it's like, I mean, I I gotta hand that to him. Like, <laughs> within these this span of what has it been like, twenty what, five good years, something like that, maybe longer. <laughs> close between, to that. Between oh, those two. To that. Yeah, between mm-hmm. those two quarterbacks, man, it's like entertainment at its finest. So, well, here's here's
1: the thing for me. You know, and for me as an Eagles fan, here's here's a couple things I can say. Uh, Brett Favre never won a game here uh, as Packers quarterback, and uh, I don't even know. Oh uh, yeah, and and we got Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay last year, so there, there's there's my there's my takeaway on them. I, I think both of them are are very good quarterbacks. I yeah, think Green I think, Bay is. I mean.
0: They've been lucky to- that they never they never found their way theirself
1: in the Eagles way. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess it just, since, guess it just no. plays out that way. Not since, well, well, here's the thing. Uh Aaron Rodgers beat the Eagles in the playoffs in their run in 2010. Okay. And really? yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That was Andy Reid's last playoff game here. Oh, okay. Um, and The Eagles beat the Packers in 2000, the 2003 season, the fourth and 26 game.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: going to leave that there because of what happened the very next week. And we're going to get into these uh, (laughs) NFL notes. And we're going to. Nah, man. Nah, 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 man. Listen. Listen. (laughs) I'm not talking about it, man. Uh, (laughs) The Vikings, the Vikings defense was definitely in the holiday spirit on Christmas. Uh <laughs> Saints running back Alvin Kamara tied an NFL record with six. Six rushing <laughs> touchdowns as the Saints beat the Vikings 52 to 33. Um listen. I don't know who has Alvin Kamara in fantasy football, but if you are in your championship week this week, you might yeah. want to send a post-it note, a thank-you card, whatever it is, because, wow. Yeah. Uh, the, Saints, the Saints are still in play for the number one seed in the NFC, and the Vikings are now out of playoff contention. And the Saints are fighting it out with the Packers to get that first round by uh, for the first week of the playoffs. Uh, speaking of uh, the Christmas game, the... Uh, the NFL made history. It was the first time in league history where a regular season was played on each day of the week. Oh, that's right. We've we've had Sunday night football, Monday night football. We had a Tuesday night football in there, I think twice. We had a a weirdy a weird whacked out Wednesday night game. Yeah, right? that was oh, the Dallas oh, game. the uh, right? Wednesday right. right. Uh, there's Thursday night football, right? We're at the point of the season where there are games on Saturday and we had a game Friday. So for the first time ever, all seven days of the week had a regular season football game. Now, I'll say this. uh, I won't be surprised at all if we get an occasional Tuesday night game going forward. I mean, if teams can go from having a game on Sunday to playing on Thursday, I don't think Playing on Tuesday and then playing on Sunday is that big of a stretch either. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, listen, uh, I had to grip my teeth, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, get some, some Listerine. Yeah. And uh, kick off this show apologizing to Jets fans uh, for them getting their first win of the season. But uh, let's let's snap them back to reality right quick. (laughs) Only the Jets can find a way to lose while winning. Because by beating the Rams, they dropped down to the number two pick in the draft and elevated the Jaguars to the top spot. So you know what? I'm going in the opposite direction now. I want the Jets to win out. I want the Jets to solidly, solidly solidify themselves out of the number one pick in the draft. And you know what team is dumb enough to do it? The New York Jets are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, snap, yeah. Uh, and, and while we're and while we're speaking about the Jaguars, I'm starting to think that you hate the
1: Jets more than the Giants. Nah, man. Listen, man. Li- I, no, not quite. Not quite. It's close. <laughs> it's close, but not quite. Uh, listen. Speaking of the Jaguars, uh, they are definitely rolling out the tank now. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: The tank is going. <laughs>
1: For the throttle. <laughs> starting quarterback Gardner Minshew is going to the bench. Uh, they're starting Mike Glennon on Sunday against the Bears. I think the Jaguars are pretty much signaling to the Jets, hey, do whatever it is you're going to do. We're not trying to win another <laughs> game now. Damn. Thank you. Thank, thank you very me. much for the early. We
0: and uh We, we knew y'all were <laughs> I'm going to say mess up.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely found a way to do that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and finally, uh, finally in our notes uh, for the week, uh, if you're flipping channels Saturday trying to figure out uh, why the 49ers and Cardinals game is not showing up on your listings, well, that's because um, for the the NFL is airing a game exclusively on Amazon Amazon's Prime Video Service. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, Jesus Christ, I hate those two words being next to each other. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you will not be seeing the 49ers-Cardinals game. I know that's probably disappointing to, like, 11 people listening to this show right now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or people who have like fantasy football, uh, playoffs and championships coming down to the wire. So, listen, if you don't have Prime, you will not be seeing the 49ers and Cardinals game unless you live in those markets. Oh, okay, all right, here we go. It's mix time, and once again, here we go. As of this recording, we don't have Milton's picks. Uh, he went two and one last week. He is now 16 and 14. He knows mm-hmm. the rules by now. Picks have to be in before kickoff, or he gets an 0-3. Saddell, this is uh I can't believe I'm starting to let Milton slip back into this thing, man. I gotta, I gotta, I need two wins now to uh, <laughs> to, clinch, to clinch the title of pick. Picks this year. Uh, so, my lock for this week, uh, as I sit here with an 18 and 12 record coming off of a one and two week, uh, my lock for this week, I have the Chiefs over the Falcons. Oh, okay. oh no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. They won. They won. Oh, okay. I can't pick against them no more. Okay. <laughs> they ruined ruin my fun, man. Damn Jets, man. <laughs> 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 uh, my 50 50 pick this week. Uh uh it's Dallas week. I'm picking the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. Okay. Um, and my upset, man. Y'all better not let me down, man. I'm picking the Panthers over uh Washington this week. What and, and hey, I'm because you that's
0: because you need that.
1: <laughs> it's not because I listen, listen. I, I think this is one of those things where I really like. We just saw it. Like the NFC East will have a good game one week, and then completely play in the opposite direction the very next week. And look at yeah. just happened with the Eagles. They they played the Saints and played damn near lights out, and then oh, they right. go to Arizona and it's, they play like they had no sense. <laughs> and that. Listen and and oh boy, oh boy.
0: They, they and must taste some points. Go ahead.
1: Like this, this desire of his to go for two every time the Eagles score a touchdown when they don't have to go for two, like <sighs> it is is odd. <laughs> and and mind you, uh, uh, if you if you take the fact that Jake Elliott missed an extra point, Doug Peterson went for two when he didn't have to, and. Uh, Jalen Hurts took a horrible safety uh, by throwing the ball away while he was in the end zone. Rookie mistake. Yeah. I mean, at least he didn't pull an Orlovsky and run out oh. the back. So, <laughs> but uh, if you take those, uh, if you take those into account, right? Yeah, the Eagles only needed a field goal in that situation. That uh, late in the game, they didn't need. They wouldn't have needed a touchdown. They would have just needed a field goal to tie the score. But Nevertheless, uh, those are my picks for the week. What do you got?
0: All right, uh, for my lock, <laughs> I'll stick with those jaguars to lose. Uh, I
1: know it. I knew
0: it. <laughs> so give me the bear, the bears
1: over the jaguars for my lock. You know what? You know what? You know what? Listen, I'm just gonna mark hey, this look, down as a win. Oh no, I'm marking it down as a win already, man. Because the Jaguars are <laughs> tanking, they're exactly. rolling up. Yeah, you want your want to know already. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, so so my next two picks
0: are going to be very suspect cuz I have the Steelers. Oh. <clears throat> I'm picking the Steelers to stop losing <laughs> mm-hmm. in my 50-50. So I have the Steelers mm-hmm. over the Colts. No, well,
1: um, that's a good 50-50. You yeah, upset well. Suspect.
0: And, and can can they can they catch a fucking cold?
1: Yo, no, <laughs> the the Steelers,
0: the, Steelers, the way the Steelers receivers are going right now, they couldn't catch COVID if you coughed on them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yo, I, I know that shit, yeah, but yeah, yo, I went there. I went there. Yo, yo, they couldn't, listen, they couldn't this, catch COVID they, if they hung out with James Harden and NBA young. Oh right
1: my god, yo, listen, here's my thing, and hey, we talked about it uh, in, in the in, uh, in the best of segment. The Browns right now are – they are they, they big Colts back. fans this weekend. No, they are they – listen, they big the Browns are going to be rooting hard for the Colts in this game, and the Steelers have no run game right now. This – listen, I, I understand you picked the Steelers to win this game, but this is really a 50-50. I would not be surprised if the Colts win this game.
0: I wouldn't either, but I'm, 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 I'm banking on these boys to – to bounce back, to snap back into some kind of reality and be like, yo, we gotta yeah. win. Like, right. <laughs> so we'll some, uh, see. what's it called? Uh, urgency, a sense of urgency.
1: Come on, yeah, Steve. we'll see. We'll like, see. I know, I know, I know Juju gonna stop dancing on logos now.
0: Yeah, no more Juju and <clears throat> on the beat, dog. Like, nope. <laughs> mm. Say save, save that for if you win. Um, yeah. My upset. In the, lo- in the locker room. I, I mean, they in Pittsburgh, so I don't care. They, they they'll be at home. <laughs> All right, your upset uh, pick. So my upset pick is uh, the Raiders over the Dolphins.
1: Now that's suspect. <laughs> that that's that's suspect. That, that's definitely suspect. Come on, man. Come you know, on,
0: man. The Raiders? Come or on, are you saying? Are you on, saying that suspect as a, as far as an
1: upset game? No, that's, a, that's a suspect as far as an upset game. Well, 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 yeah, maybe look at, the,
0: look at the way the Raiders have been playing uh, <sighs> Nah, no, all right. Lost see to, now listen, they lost to the Falcons. They almost lost to the Jets. And, and
1: they lost to they lost to the Chargers. Like <laughs> Nah listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that because uh uh Carr is out. I don't think Carr is playing. Hey, oh yeah, and, is they out. gotta
0: um they gotta play Mariota. Yeah.
1: Well We'll we'll see how that goes. Uh,
0: so you're starting
1: off the week one to know because the Jaguars have decided hey. that they don't they don't care anymore. <laughs> and and now that the and now that the Jets are the dumbasses of the year for winning a the game they had no business winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Jaguars are going to try to hold on to that number one pick. <laughs> uh, once again, we have no picks from Milton. Milton down there on Market Street. Uh, camped out for a uh, Mummer's Parade that is not going to happen. Can someone please get down to uh, Market Street and tell Milton to go home? There will be no Mummer's Parade this year. I know he wanted to get that close-up spot to see the string bands, but Milton, you, you gotta go home, buddy, uh, and get those picks in before tomorrow. Um yeah. I'm gonna get
0: Kelsey on that, man. Cause I know he like the <laughs> Kelsey likes to dress up for the murmurs, so he, he, oh he, might, be, he might be the guy out there with Milton right now. So <laughs> both of them dressed up in their Mama's Day parade gear. celebrating.
1: Oh all these man, listen. Um <laughs> uh, this was this was our uh final uh show of twenty twenty. <laughs> And, uh, listen, I I really want to, uh, again, I'm going to end the show the same way that I really wanted to say thank you to you guys out there, uh, for checking us out. I do want to send a special, uh, shout out to Philly insider podcast. Uh, they recently uh, began following our podcast and in turn, uh, We're following them right back Uh, So thank you guys I don't know if it was because of you guys That helped us uh, Increase our numbers over the last week But either way uh, A special shout out to Philly Insider Podcast Uh, You guys can check them out On the same platforms We're on They're also on the Anchor app If you have the Anchor app Uh, They're also on Spotify And uh, Apple uh, Music as well Uh. So now I don't really have anything else, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I think I got the
0: stuff that I wanted to get out my system.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, listen. Uh, we will see you guys uh, in 2021 uh, again. Hope you are having a safe and you know love-filled holiday season around you know around friends, family. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean blood, so uh, you guys enjoy the rest of the holiday week. Uh, we will see you uh next year, which will be next week. We'll see you guys next year. Barring a thank rant, thank you again for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. What'd you say?
0: I said, barring a
1: rant, <laughs> they might, they might nah, be- let's. well. Yeah, we we may we might have one unfiltered before my, the year. Is up. As far is. as our, <laughs> yeah, but as far as far as our main, as show, as our main uh, show, the main show is done for the year. Okay. Yeah, we're done for the year. All right, that's it. We out of here. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year, everyone! Peace. Thank you
0: for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.